0: project named Sans Mantra. Follow Sans Mantra Studio for insights into the world of songwriting, sessions, gigs, and more. Hey there listeners, welcome to another week of Sans Mantra Studio. My name's Mark. I'm sitting here on Thursday, the 24th of February, at 9.49 pm in my studio here. I've got the lights dimmed, I've got my Turkish lamp turned on, I've got Kirby the Cavoodle, sitting here beside me as well. For some reason, he's been put in here with me for tonight. And I'm playing some ambient. Sounds that I recorded recently up and down High Street, where I live. Sounds of the city, in other words, which is appropriate because I'm still working on my next single, City Shrink. Yeah, I'm still mixing it and it's starting to drive me a bit insane. I might actually need to see a City Shrink. But I did manage to spend some time in this cafe on High Street. You can hear it's pretty chilled. They had some really nice kind of generic chill sort of faux jazz music happening on this particular day. And I have to make a confession, I actually really like this sort of music sometimes when I'm in the right mood. I know it's probably every real musician, particularly jazz musicians, arch nemesis, but um, this kind of chill music sometimes in the right setting I find very relaxing. So I thought I'd record it. While I drank my coffee. But enough of that. This is where I'm at with my next single. I'm not going to play all of it. I'm probably not even going to play much of it at all because to be honest I'm getting sick to death of it But I have to finish it because I want to try and release this next single and then I'm going to go into working on all of the album at once without releasing any more singles. I think I'm going to have it all finished, which really makes more sense, don't you think, to have the whole thing finished and then just kind of release a single, you know, periodically, whether it's weekly, fortnightly, whatever. So that's what I'm going to try and do. And anyway, this is where I'm up to with the next single, City Shrink. where I'm up to with my current mix my next single City Shrink and there's an interesting thing that happens sometimes when you listen to a mix with someone else which is that you get to hear it through their ears to some extent you gain some objectivity back and it's funny I know no one's listening to this right now except for me hopefully lots of people will end up listening to this but when I was just listening to that rough mix just now Just knowing that other people were going to be listening to it made me listen to it with fresh ears, which was really interesting. And it sounded better than I thought. So that's a good thing. Either way, I'm going to press on with that mix and hopefully have that in the system to be uploaded and be available on streaming platforms very soon. Regular listeners would know that a couple of episodes ago I looked at instances of songs that had been ripped off or at the very least, songs that had influenced other songs heavily. And I actually got an email from one of my regular listeners, Pete Sim, earlier this week, who said that he was listening to Sands Mantra Studio today, the very interesting discussion about lifting versus being inspired by another. And I'll just interject there and say that lifting means just ripping off, basically. Pete continues... I have to say, I'm like you. The older I get, the more I think all music is built on the shoulders of what has come before. The true genius is making something distinctive after drawing together all your influences. Brackets. As for most things, the Beatles are such a great example, fusing American black R&B with other artists such as Buddy Holly and Elvis, with then an English slash Liverpudlian sensibility overlying it all. In brackets, The appalling case of men at work's Down Under being found guilty of plagiarism from Kookaburra Sits in the Old Gum Tree also hardened my thinking. The court case reduced music-slash-art to a sequence of noises and ignored the transcendence and inspiration that elevates a track like the flute part does in Down Under. G'day, Pete, and thank you for your email and for letting me read this out. I actually was going to talk about Kookaburra Sits in the Old gum tree in that episode, but I sort of ran out of time. It's actually a subject that you could probably talk about for hours and cite probably dozens and dozens of different examples of songs that, um, even if they haven't ripped each other off, have influenced each other because, as Pete says in this email, most music is built on the shoulders of what has come before. And this leads me to talking about the blues again. I know I sort of covered this a little bit last week, but if you didn't hear last week, then I have a side project, a blues band. Well, funky blues band. Actually, our description is grilled funk, marinated blues, spicy swing, which sort of sums it up, I think. Anyway, we're called Tuco's Grill. (laughs) Tate! 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 Yeah! Yeah! and we're playing at Club Altona if you're in Melbourne on Sunday the 6th of March and the blues is a great example of a form that builds on itself all the time and just kind of keeps evolving and splinters off into other genres which all music does basically but in case you didn't know you can't actually copyright a chord progression so in terms of what Is original and able to be copyrighted in terms of a melody, then you can do that with a melody and you can then sue someone who copies that melody and makes some money out of it, you know, which is what I was talking about in the episode a couple of weeks ago. But you can't copyright a chord progression, which basically means that the amount of Songs or blues songs, specifically that you could write, is basically infinite. Having said that, I don't think I've ever written a straight blues song. Hi, I'm Paul Richards from Tuco's Grill, and you're listening to Sands Mantra Studio. tracking, that was Paul Richards from Tuco's Grill, who is also the voice of Peggy's Neighbour, who you may have heard on previous episodes of Sands Mantra Studio, doing a bit of a shout out for the band there. And after that was another of my home demos, a complete rearrangement of the JJ kale song Cocaine. I wondered how far I could take that song and still have the elements from the original song in place and identifiable. I wonder, did you actually pick up that that was cocaine or not? I'm not sure if we'd be doing that in the band or not, but I kind of like it. It's got a bit of a chilled 70s vibe to it. I like that with the Fender Rhodes and stuff. And then after that, I had the OK, OK, All Right Sting, which had just occurred to me when I shared that with Paul before I put it in the first episode whenever it was he said it reminded him of the scene of todd the psycho from breaking bad in the breaking bad movie that came out after the series finished a few years ago this came out it's called el camino and there's a scene where todd who is jesse's captor is driving along the freeway they've gone and buried a body basically and he's driving along with jesse in the car as well. I I forget if he's handcuffed or not. I think Jesse's so broken by that point that he doesn't even try to escape. It's quite sad. But Todd, the psycho, is just singing along to some 70s yacht rock, going, okay, yeah, like that, like that. And and Paul said that that okay, okay, all right sting that we heard just before reminded him of that. (laughs) Okay, so another home demo there from me. That was Sissy Strut," originally by The Meters. That's my kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe that's a stoner rock version, perhaps. <laughs> and that's one of the tunes that we will be playing at our gig coming up at Club Altona with Tuco's Grill. So the next track I'm going to play for you is another home demo. It's a pair, so... I took the famous version of Mary Had a Little Lamb, the Buddy Guy song, as performed by Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble. Brilliantly, I should add. Stevie Ray Vaughan kind of rearranged. He he didn't really kind of rearrange it so much as streamline it, I think. He, He just sort of made it really tight and funky, really quite funky, and a very funky solo. One of his best solos ever, I think. If you've never heard his version, I encourage you to go and check it out now. It's called Mary Had a Little Lamb by Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble. You can find it on Spotify or even YouTube. You could find it. Go and have a listen to it now and then come back and listen to this because this is what I was talking about earlier in this episode about the blues always evolving. And so I took his version and I did my best to try and make it even funkier. And I did that by putting in funk chords where normally there might have been just more standard sort of blues chords and things like that. So have a listen to this. This is this is extremely rough too. I can't believe I'm sharing this, but it's just a really rough... I think I got the backing for this from some YouTube site. Um, so I just got the drums and bass in one and then I just sort of added the guitar to it. It was really just to try and flesh out my ideas and then... Of course, there's no point recording it properly because we're going to be doing it with the band. But check it out. Ashley from Tuco's Grill and you're listening to Sands Mantra Studio. All right. So a pretty rough and ready home demo of that arrangement of Mary Had a Little Lamb, but it served its purpose and I'm looking forward to playing that with Tuco's Grill. But listening to that demo over time, I started to think maybe I didn't go far enough because there's an element to Stevie Ray Vaughan's playing which is really, really seriously steeped in funk And I have read that he used to listen to a lot of R&B, like, you know, classic R&B, black music, basically. And that's what he'd listen to when he was, you know, out and about, you know, in in a hotel, if he was putting the radio on, that's what he'd listen to. And if you listen to his song, Couldn't Stand the Weather, the funk playing in that is actually very similar to some of the funk rhythms that you'll find in James Brown. So I thought, why don't I just see how far I can push this? And so... I thought it would be interesting or at least fun to put a James Brown groove to Mary Had a Little Lamb. That is Stevie Ray Vaughan's version of Mary Had a Little Lamb. And the James Brown groove that I took is from a song called Mother Popcorn, which, again, if you've never heard Mother Popcorn by James Brown, you should stop this podcast right now and go and listen to it. Go and find it on YouTube and then come back. Or just keep listening to James Brown, it's up to you. But so what I did was I put Mother Popcorn, the groove from that to, or underneath, Stevie Ray Vaughan's arrangement of Mary Had a Little Lamb. So have a listen to this. Mm -hmm. So a kind of Frankenstein's monster of a track there, really. Maybe I went too far. What do you think? Would that fly? Leave me a comment. Let me know what you think. A very short, highly recommended this week. I've been listening to Wind of Change, a podcast on Spotify is where I've been listening to it, but I'm sure you can find it anywhere. And it's a podcast about a conspiracy theory which I love, I love a good conspiracy theory. And this one is about the Scorpions song, Wind of Change, that came out in 1989. And this podcast looks at the possibility that the song Wind of Change was actually written by the CIA. The description for the podcast reads, it's 1990, the Berlin Wall just fell The Soviet Union is on the verge of collapse, and the soundtrack to the revolution is one of the best-selling songs of all time, the metal ballad Wind of Change by the Scorpions. Decades later, journalist Patrick Radden-Keefe heard a rumour. The song wasn't written by the Scorpions, it was written by the CIA. This is his journey to find the truth. I'm probably about seven episodes in, and it's a great listen. I can highly recommend it. Well, that's it for me this week. Thank you so much for listening. I have to say, in a seemingly infinite world of podcasts, much like the approximately five sextillions of grains of sand on your average beach, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this particular one. And if you've enjoyed it, please do leave me a rating or a review and hit that subscribe button so you always know when I've got a new episode coming out. Thanks as always to the following people in alphabetical order. Thank you so much Anthony Ray, Beck Godfrey, Campbell McNaughton, Jill Harvey, Gordon Thompson, Jody McNaughton, Justin Slay, Logan Sinclair, Lyndon Wesley, Neva Connell, Nicola Platt. Paul Appleman, Paul Richards, Pete Sim, Salman Khan, Sharon Swan, Sylvia Bucks, Warren McColl-Jones, Barbara Renz, Paul Hughes, Natalie Guglielmi, Graham Hughes, Gloria Kennedy, and especially to my ever-loving family, Helen Hughes and Bailey Hughes. Have a great week, and I'll see you next week with, possibly, some special guests. See you then. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Why don't you just like, <laughs> share,